This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. I want to thank you folks. Many, two or three folks have sent me a $20 bill and said, get old Dan a sack of oats, and I appreciate that. And then I want to mention to you, if you'd like to help us get out the broadcast day by day, oftentimes I mention if you're coming down to the end of life, uh, getting close to that maybe, and you got a few dollars set aside somewhere, don't leave it for some ungodly family member to take and spew it around in, in foolishness. Leave it for the radio broadcast here, and it'll be preaching while you've gone on to be with the Lord. If you'd like to do that, write me and let me know. I have a man did that the other day. I got a notice from one of our good listeners that died, and his family has sent me a notice that he had left them uh, part of his estate to the old trailblazer. So if you do that, I appreciate it. We're looking at this study on blood redemption in the Old Testament. And in our last study, we've come there looking about the sin offering. We need a substitute uh, as our sin offering. You have a substitute at this time? Old Trailblazer has a substitute. Did you know the Lord took my place? There's not one sin registered against the Old Trailblazer, my friend. They're all my sins are underneath the blood. So we're looking there. Let's notice uh, something about that sin offering. In Leviticus 4, 7, we find... And shall pour all the blood of the bullock at the bottom of the altar. Yes, yes, the Lord Jesus Christ, our sin offering, poured out all of his blood at the bottom of the cross. And his, listen, listen, from his head, his hands, his feet, his back, his side, the blood poured forth a living stream to the thirsty ground below. Oh, my friend, can't you just picture that, that scene? I like to pick it up there where the Lord went in Gethsemane to pray on the night before his betrayal. And he he, he sat down, and uh, the Scripture says he looked in the cup, that mythical cup. When I was a lot younger than I am now, I used to wonder about that. What was in that cup? I could see him holding a cup in his hand, but it was a mythical cup. He looked in that cup. And he said, Father, if it could be thy will, let this cup pass from it. And I wondered about that. And I found out that he saw all the sins of old Pendarvis. He saw all my sins, let alone all those others, yours. You who hear me, your sins were there. He saw the sins of all of God's elect, everyone whom that he would die for. Their sins was in that cup. And he said, Father, if it could be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. Aren't you glad he prayed that prayer? Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. And then he went on to Herod's court and the Pilate's court and Caiaphas's court and different places and was scourged and strapped and crown of thorns put up on his head and carried him to the cross and, and nailed him there to the cross his hands and his feet, and the blood began to flow. And the Roman soldier came by and plunged that sword, and it said, outran blood and water. But all of that precious blood ran down, ran down there into the thirsty ground. His blood was shed for us, us, you and me. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, according to Hebrews 9.22. He gave himself for us, you and me. Galatians uh, 2.20. He appeared to to put away our sins, 
by the sacrifice, now I want you to listen, of himself. Of himself. Hebrews 9.26. I wish you'd stand there now or sit there wherever you are. By faith, see the blood poured forth from the wounds in his body of our blessed Lord. I like to do that. Don't you like to meditate? Don't you like to let your imagination sometimes run away with you a little bit? You call it fantasizing? I oftentimes, I never see a, a vision or a dream, or I never see a physical body or nothing. Now, I know, no, I don't do that. But in my mind's eye, I can close my eyes, and I can see that old rugged cross. Those three crosses standing there on Golgotha's hill, but on the middle cross, on that center cross, oh, my friend, our Lord hung there. He hung there for three hours. The darkness fell. Don't you know that was a dark place? Can you imagine this? You know, there was many, many folks standing around the cross, that rabble crew that was there. And when that darkness came, what do you think, what do you believe they thought? Can you imagine the fear that gripped them? Can you imagine how they felt? Oh, have you ever been in the dark like that? I have. I've been in, in a Carlsbad cavern over there in New Mexico on a trip one time. And they have a tour that goes down, way down in there. I wouldn't go back. I don't want to do that. But they get way down in that cavern, and they got lights in there. And the tour guide warns you. He said, now, we're going to turn the lights out. Uh, just hold to your mama's hand or your daddy's hand, children. And he turned them lights out, my friend. The only thing I can describe as being hell, as far as the darkness is concerned. They say it'll be dark in hell. I don't know. But in that cave, it was so dark. It was scary. Kids went to screaming. Mamas went to crying. It was dark. But my friend, listen, listen. It was dark there around Calvary for three hours. For three hours. Not a, I don't believe a soul moved. I don't believe an eye twitched. I don't believe anyone said anything for those three hours when our Lord was hanging there on the cross. Now, now, he purchased us with his blood. Acts, two, Acts 20, 22. God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Leviticus 4, 7 says that all the blood was to be poured out at the bottom of the altar. When our Lord gave up the ghost, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Luke 23. And there was not one drop of blood left in his body. It was all poured out. Someone has said, I wonder how much the Lord paid. And the other said, I don't know, but he paid it all. He paid all my sin debt. He paid all that I owe, my friend. I like to I like to use illustrations to do those things. I know when we was a, on the farm, my dad would raise farm and raise a crop, and in the fall of the year, we'd go settle up with the grocery store man. We'd been getting seed and fertilizer and overhauls and those things from the, from the store owner. And we'd go in there when the crop was all in, stuff was sold, and the man would, my dad would go back in the office with the man, and they'd settle up. We might have... Uh, we paid off the crop and had a few dollars coming, but he'd, he'd bring those tickets out. 
and he'd give them to my dad. A whole bunch of tickets. Well, we'd sign. Us kids would go over there on recess from school, and we'd buy a, a stage plank and an RC cola, and they'd put it on that book. And we'd go over there and get a pair of khaki pants sometime. Mine would tear up at school, bust them out of the seam or something. We'd go over there and get them. A little old store across the road from the schoolhouse. But my dad would go back there with him, and they'd settle up. That's what the Lord did. He settled up our debts with, with, with God. My dad would come out of there, and I could see him. We'd be standing around. The storekeeper would get me and my brother and my sister, get us a double dip of ice cream, one a strawberry and one a vanilla. Wasn't that good? But my dad would have a, have a smile on his face, and he'd go by the old wood stove over there where there was a little fire burning, and he'd lift up the lid throw all them tickets in that fire. We was paid up. Paid up, my friend. That man couldn't prove that we owed him a nickel. Didn't owe him a penny. Someone has written it back in those early days, long years ago. They didn't have anything. They had a wax tablet in each one of them little old stores. And the, and the grocery man take a nail and write down. You, you, you come in there and you'd get... $20 worth of groceries, he'd write it down. Later on that year, he'd come by, pay up, and the man would take a warm smoothing iron off of that little old pot-bellied stove, and he'd pass it over that wax tablet. All that record would be gone. Did you know I have no record in heaven? Why? Why don't you have one, Trailblazer? Because the Lord erased every vestige of my bill. Everything that I owed, the Lord erased it out. He took that smoothing iron, as it were, of the blood, took that blood and covered up, covered up that record. I was a sinner. I was a sinner from my birth, sinful all the days of my life. But the Lord opened my eyes and let me see that, gave me a cry after, after forgiveness, after righteousness that God would accept. And then he, he said, uh, put my name in his palm of his hand. Engrave my name in the palm of his hand. So therefore there's not one sin. Not one sin rested against the old trailblazer. Now, I don't know what you I don't know how you stand, my friend. But uh you know, I have folks cuss me and criticize me and call me old crazy. But my friend, none of that bothers me. It goes in one ear and out the other. And I said, except for the grace of God, I'd be just like they are. I'd be critical, I'd be hard nosed, I'd be tough to get around, get along with. Because of the grace of God. Did you know that grace makes a difference? The Apostle Paul said uh, his grace is sufficient. And that's my motto. I like that. Grace is sufficient. It'll take care of it. Grace will take care of it, my friend. But the old trailblazer, coming to the close of another week now, I hope you've enjoyed something we've said this week. But would you just help me with the broadcast a little? Sit down over the weekend and send me a check, if you will. Say, trailblazer, I want to help you with that broadcast. My heart goes out to you. I believe you're preaching the truth. I believe you're telling us the truth, and I want to help you with it. If you do that, I appreciate it. The old trailblazer is uh, is is just dependent upon the Lord, and I, I do. I trust the Lord day by day. I worry a lot. I do. I'm a worrier, but uh, I know the Lord's able. So you help me with the broadcast, if you will, and you tell me you like this old broadcast, this little old broadcast. Well, help me with the broadcast then, and send me a gracious check on a regular basis if you will and uh, you know we don't get on here to ask for money very often 
But uh, remember my mailing address. Let me give you my website first. It's radiomissions.org. Everybody's got a website now, don't they? Oh, even children got website. But we have one here, Radio Mission. And uh, then uh, let's think about your soul. Are you saved? The old trailblazer has no better sense than just to ask you, are you saved? Do you have a substitute? That's what we're talking about today. Substitute for your sin. Like like somebody somebody take your place. That's what we need. We can't get to heaven without a substitute, my friend. And we have a living substitute who's sitting at the right hand of God. He made that eternal sacrifice there on the cross. Day by day, day by day. And uh but the old trailblazer is running out of time. I wish I could sit down by your side and drink a cup of coffee with you. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here, uh, air code 225-664-8658. Until next time, next week, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet Radio Station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 